If you haven't been paying attention for the past year or so, or if you just came out of a coma, you already know that CBD is what's hot in the streets these days when it comes to treating a wide variety of ailments like chronic pain, the inability to sleep, and the crippling anxiety that comes with dealing with human existence in the 21st century. There are no shortages of places to pick up CBD, but as someone who has trouble trusting the product sold at my local smoothie shop, I found myself turning to CBD.com for most of my needs. CBD.com was founded by some established entrepreneurs who set out to create what they've dubbed the Amazon of CBD. CBD.com offers a ton of products from a wide range of brands that help with a variety of benefits. Head to CBD.com to see for yourself. That's C-B-D-E-E.com for all your CBD needs. And now, back to Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, The Entourage Podcast. Look guys, this is what I got, and it's kind of non-negotiable, all right? So if you think you can make it work, I'm in for letting you do it how you want to, all right? So what do you think? E? I think this movie needs a director with a vision and a guy that knows how to stretch a dollar. Walsh. A beautiful sight. We're happy tonight walking in an entourage wonderland. Welcome back, everybody, to Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, the Entourage Podcast. I am your host, J.R. Hickey, coming to you from San Francisco, California. We did it. Season 3A and 3B are in the books, 20 episodes of Entourage, five months of this podcast, incredible episodes, incredible guests, a lot of white guys, let's just be honest, a lot of white guys like the show, a lot of white guys want to talk about the show. We are at the 10-yard line on 2019. This week's episode, guys, was one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. I say that a lot, but I'm not bullshitting you. Billy Breed, our guest this week, is a working actor in Hollywood. And by that, I mean he was in the Academy Award-winning film The Green Book just last year. He shared the screen with Mahershala Ali, Vito Mortensen. He had some great behind-the-scene insights into Vinny Chase, into how a movie gets made. He told stories about being on set of Green Book, told stories about an incredible run-in he had with Shia LaBeouf. The guy's fucking hysterical. He's super talented. 20-something Entertainment is a popular comedy group and Instagram account that he runs. I can't say enough great things about him. I really hope to have him back. I think you're going to love this conversation. Now, I know I said I wanted to take some time off at the end of the year here, and I'm planning on doing that. But we're a few weeks out from the Christmas holidays, so I have a couple special episodes of the show lined up. Next week, we are bringing it back. Voice memos. I want to do another episode, an end-of-the-season voice memo episode. If you missed it, about eight or nine episodes ago, in between seasons 3A and 3B, I had you, the listeners, DM me voice memos on the Oh Yeah Pod Instagram account, and we had kind of like a cool call-in episode. I want to do that again. I feel like we had a lot left to talk about, so here's what you guys need to do. First, go follow the Oh Yeah Pod Instagram account. Second, go to your direct messages. Send me a direct message via voice memo. So all you do is you hold down that microphone button in the bottom right corner, record a message to me, send it along. You guys have three days to do this. This episode drops Monday morning. I'm gathering all these together Wednesday night. And the following Monday, we'll have another one of our awesome call-in episodes. Ask me about whatever you want. We can talk about entourage. You can offer theories. You can give your opinions. You can ask me personal questions. I'll do my best to sit down for an hour and entertain you like I always do. 
be on the lookout for some content I'm creating for Bro Bible uh, in the next coming weeks. I can't give any information out about it right now, but in the coming weeks, I have a pretty cool interview dropping with a pretty huge American culinary personality. I'm going to leave it at that. It is not entourage related. It is strictly just for the website and for fans of his. We've got so much awesome shit planned for 2020, guys. I cannot wait to dive into it. I know you're going to love this episode with Billy Breed. Don't forget to get me those voice memos. Enjoy the holiday parties everyone's hopefully been going to. I hope that professionally, your companies, your bosses, everyone is just taking a knee to run out the plot on the end of the year so your personal lives are filled with drinking, eating, merriment, and entourage. Enjoy the Season 3B finale, Episode 8, Adios Amidos with Billy Breed. My guest this week is one of the comedic minds behind the popular comedy group 20-something Comedy. He acted alongside Mahershala Ali and Vito Mortensen in the Academy Award-winning film Green Book, and he's starring in the upcoming Netflix animated series The Liberator, dialing in from Southern California, Billy Breed. Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. Bro, you had my shit on lock there, dog. I did not know you were going to know all that about me. That was pretty tight. Dude, I like to gas up the uh, the desk because, I mean, we're talking about Entourage here. Entourage is all about dassing each other up. Like, bro, it's... bro, you went in with a gas, but you led with the sketch comedy group, which is which was probably my my fair part about that. You led with the with the sketch comedy group, where we have about ten thousand followers on Instagram, and then followed it up with the Green Book appearance. <laughs> but, yeah, the Academy Award winner for best picture <laughs> that was second. Yeah, well. Collectively, I've had about ten thousand more lines in the sketch comedy group than I did in, in, in at all in Green Book. So, you know, I was just saying those six lines really changed the pace of the film. <laughs> Dude, I'm super pumped. You are a working actor in Hollywood. You're a comedian. This is the ideal guest to have on to talk about this show. What was your experience like with Entourage growing up, Billy? Did it inspire you in any way? I mean, I'm an actor. <laughs> it fucking changed my whole goddamn life, I guess. I mean, I think everyone who grew up watching that show was like, oh, yeah, I'm Vinny Chase. <laughs> the hardest part now is that I actually went and chased the dream, and I realized I'm not Vinny Chase. I'm more <laughs> fucking Billy Walsh or drama, which is just the saddest part about it. <laughs> drama drama gets his eventually, but when did you first start watching the show? Did it come to you in college? Did you see it all the way through? Did you see the movie? I went to boarding school, actually. So I started watching it at boarding school because there's fuck all to do. So I was in, uh, I went to school in upstate Connecticut in a place called Wallingford. And uh, when I say I went to boarding school, I meant my parents sent me away because I was a fucking <laughs> shithead. And uh, because there's literally nothing else to do there. I, I think I started watching it. Uh, I don't know when it came out, but I'm 28 now and I graduated high school, I guess, in 2010. So I must start watching it in 2006. Yeah, Something it came like out in 2004, so you were probably two, two and a half seasons in at that point. Yeah, yeah. When I, I think I was a freshman in high school when I started watching it, and you just crushed that show. I mean, they're like 30-minute episodes, 25-minute episodes, and they give you like nine episodes a season. I know. Yeah. I know. Like, that's insane. Now you have shows that are like an, an hour, hour 15 long episode, and they'll hit you with like 15 episodes. It was like a... It was like a fuck. It was like a bag of popcorn that just wasn't big enough, right? You just eat it and you go, "Oh, I want some more." It's not. Bro, there. they just hit. They hit you with like they they were doing the bare minimum. <laughs> like <laughs> Doug Ela, Doug Allen and and all those guys and Wahlberg and his people and Levinson, those guys like they were doing. I think they probably wrote these episodes in like a couple weekends. <laughs> like they just got together, had a couple of beers, smoked some weed, wrote the show, 
and made themselves tens of millions of dollars. We talked a lot about the writing decisions of this show on this podcast. I'm super pumped to dive into this week's episode, Adios Amigos. There's a ton happening in this episode. I just Let's just dive in. What do you say? Yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. Every week before we uh, get into the episode, you know, categories, I talked about something that was happening during that time when that episode was released. So this mm-hmm. episode aired on Sunday, June 3rd, 2007. This is the finale of season 3B. This is the second half of season 3, split in half by the writer's strike. It's a very long season. I heard you say that on another episode. I did my homework and I heard you say that it was the writer's strike. I didn't know that. Billy, I appreciate your listenership. That's important to me. <laughs> yeah, that tune in, man. I'm a, not only a fan. It's I'm I'm on it as a participant, but I'm also a fan, which is big time. I fucking love it. So, since this was the last episode of the season, just a few weeks later, the first generation of the Apple iPhone was released in the U.S. Get out of here. Price point, 500 bucks for a four gigabyte model. Four gigabytes now is like a movie and a half on your phone. <laughs> Dude, four gigs was the first model and people were going bananas for it. Oh, I have all the space in the world. I never am going to run out of space with four gigabytes. Dude, four gigs, people are going bananas. I have 256 <laughs> gigs on my iPhone yep. right now. Same here. Thousands of people reportedly waited outside Apple and AT&T stores. Many stores reported shortages within an hour of availability. A year later, just like 13 months later, the iPhone was discontinued. The first version of the iPhone was discontinued. Total sales came out to 7 million units. That's that's it? 7 million, but like do the math on that. 7 million times $500. 500 bucks or whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it was a thousand phones, it'd be a billion. So it's, it's you know, five hundred million dollars yeah. or whatever yeah. it is, right? What was that? It, it, it's so funny that you say people were waiting. I always had this idea. <laughs> My, I had a friend in college, and we always used to like, if we were to ever go homeless, how would we make money? And one of the and one of the ideas we always had was standing in line for iPhones and then selling our spots. That's smart. People do That's that. That's what I thought too. Like if homeless people are watching this, take the idea and make some cash. Yeah. It's a it's an audio only podcast, but if you're listening out there in the cold right now, <laughs> somewhere yeah, in America. If you're listening, like it, that that's a great idea. That's so funny. Like anytime ever anytime anyone ever speaks about like standing in line for iPhones, I always think about that. Yeah. People still do that shit too, which is like it's like a pride thing, right? Being the first. Dude, I, I it, beyond that is how about the people that like go to the when Steve Jobs? I guess it was different when Steve Jobs, but now you like go watch Tim Cook reveal like yeah. the new Apple Watch. Like who goes to the fucking auditorium to see that? Well, I live in I live in San Francisco and I worked in the tech scene in Silicon Valley for a while. I'll tell you, a bunch of tech nerds do, and it's like their Super Bowl. I thought you were about to say I'm about to tell you, I did. It. <laughs> <laughs> so, fuck you. No. <laughs> like oh shit. Uh, quick episode recap before we dive in. So. Vince's buddies hound him for declining Prince Yair's indecent proposal to fund Medellin. E moves in with Sloane, despite his friend's warning against planting a flag, while Turtle and Drama tick off their apartment hunt with a studio slum. A call from Shauna forbids Drama to taint his brother's image, sends the pair to a $1.4 million condo that, through the sly art and negotiation, Drama buys for $1.5 million. Nicky Rubenstein decides to finance the flick with his freshly released trust fund. Too bad he's offering less than half of what the studios estimate the budget, and in a stroke of genius, E taps Billy Walsh to direct Medean on a shoestring budget. As the crew pours champagne to celebrate E's first production, Walsh calls to drop the inevitable bomb. He plans to shoot the entire film in Spanish. Billy, what was your favorite moment from this week's episode of Entourage? 
wait, did, did you get that off of Wikipedia or do you write that yourself? <laughs> Secret, yeah, I actually had someone reach out to me and go, hey man, you put a lot of effort into the episode write-ups. Do you need help with it? Oh, it's, be- it's beautifully written. Yeah, it's on the HBO website. I hate to, uh, I hate to like, I pop knew, the fucking I knew it, man. That was just so, and you read it with such great timing. I mean, I it was fantastic. It. You told me before you do a little radio work. So. Yeah, I do radio work. I'm a writer professionally, so I could have, I could have technically taken credit for that, but I'm not going to do it. Some poor writer at HBO in 2007 wrote that, and it's up on the website. So, Well, some poor writer at HBO really fucked up because I think you said that uh, drama's sly negotiating skills, which is yeah. not the case at no, all. I, I, think, I, think it's, uh, I think it's supposed to be sarcastic, right? Like, he's, he's a fucking moron. Let's get into it. It's just it, it, it's the 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 HBO you know someone's assistant that was that was had given like you're writing uh, season three B's uh, adios amigos quick recap for the HBO website and that and that writer's just having a little chuckle to himself yeah. like a sly negotiating skills ha 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 <laughs> a little little wink and a nod just a wink and a nod to to the I guess however, there's probably a couple million people that read that I would I would hope so I'm not a reader I'm a watcher my favorite moment of this my favorite moment. When Billy Walsh is when they when Vinny and E go to get Billy Walsh to convince him to shoot Medellin, yeah. and before he knows it's Medellin, and they go sit outside, and he's telling he's telling them all that um, that he's not doing it and that he's happy. He got a he shot one scene of a porno and got a twenty five <laughs> uh, twenty five picture deal. Hey, come on, Billy, what do you say? You want to make a movie? I'm making movies, Vince, my way. Your way? They're calling you Wally in there. <laughs> yeah, what's that all about? <laughs> Wally Balls, it's my alias. It's catchy, ain't it? And they gave me a 25-picture deal after seeing me shoot only one scene. Billy Walsh is gonna bring the 1970s-type class back to porn. And the wide bush. Well, we got a real movie here, Billy. You're gonna love it. It's right up your alley. Suit, you got no fucking idea what my alley is. I never made movies for money, and I never made movies to please anybody but myself. And Vince... As great as it was to make QB, the pain of having it ripped away from me and fucking butchered was just too much to bear. Now look, I really appreciate you coming down here, but I'm sorry. My favorite part is as he's doing that whole monologue and he's talking about the 25 picture deal and uh, and he's bringing, bringing back the elegance of 70s porn uh, back to the forefront. There's just this couple behind him in, in the background just fucking in the deep end of the pool. And I just, I think it's it like, as I was watching it, I was wondering, like, is the guy a fluffer or yeah. she the fluffer for the guy getting warmed up for the scene? Like, there's no cameras around because the director is talking to these two people. So I was so confused. <laughs> Are they just like it, – it, or does it, it – which is probably more believable. Billy Walsh just runs a set of just like free <laughs> fucking and please just yeah. fuck at all times. Like, and, and she could just be like the craft service girl and sure. just like wanted to go for a go. Like, I, I, I found that so hilarious. What I thought was hilarious about just the whole porn scene was why is everybody naked? Like, wh- how many people is he shooting, and why are they all naked the entire time? It had to be a gangbang scene, like later yeah, on in the in true. the show. Yeah. Or, or like, what I was wondering too, like, is the lighting guy just sitting there with his cock out, just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or the sound guy, just like, fuck it, everyone's naked, screw it, let's do it. From what I understand about porn sets, and I've never been on one, but from what I understand, they're kind of not gross places, but like they're not like sexy places to be because they're like the lights are hot. There's smells and liquids all over everything. Like, obviously, this is fucking entourage. It's an idealized version of this. But like, I'm sure when I was 20 and I saw this, I was like, oh, man, I'd love to be on a porn set. But 
yeah, you'd love to be on a porn set until they ask you to like strip down and, and saddle <laughs> up. And then you're like, well, it's kind of cold in here and I wasn't really ready for this. A lot of people watching me. Yeah, there, there's a lot of eyes around. I don't think yeah. I'm going to be able to do this. I, I've had this conversation with friends of mine before. They they think that they wouldn't be able to come. I, I think I would. it would be like – it, which is always my issue, which is, you know, 10 seconds and then you're patting them on the back <laughs> saying, like, the next one's for you. Like, that one was for me, but the next one, I promise, will be for you. Yeah, clean out the clean out the pipes really quick. <laughs> yeah, 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 just g- give me 10 more minutes or 15. <laughs> my favorite moment, it's not really like, oh, this was my favorite moment. It just made me laugh out loud because this is, Billy, I do this every week. I've bra- broken down at this point 43 episodes of the show. This is like the fifth time that Vince and the boys have stared out at the Los Angeles skyline. Come here. Come on, come out here. Look out at those lights. This is our city. Come on, it's all gonna work out. The universe always had a plan. Yeah, look at these lights. This is our city. It's gonna work out. The universe has a plan. This was like the most flagrantly offensive, like Vince not giving a fuck thing and i just laughed at like how ridiculous it was he doesn't give a fuck like he just has the coolest mentality of and i'm i've been around a lot of actors and he just is unlike any actor i've ever seen most actors are always like they're in they're drinking they're doing they're finding some sort of way to cope with this trauma that follows you throughout this career which is all rejection or 90 percent rejection he's like leo now like yeah. Leo couldn't do anything wrong now. Yeah. <laughs> and that's Vinny's mentality. Just like, look at this city, man. Like, this is, this is our city, bro. We're going to kill it. <laughs> They've done it on the beach. They've done it at Jessica Alba's house. They've done it on many a hotel rooftop where they're surrounded by beautiful women. And they're like, come here. <laughs> we got to go. We got to have a talk. <laughs> you think that you think like by this time, like turtle or someone would be like, Vince, like we get it. We get it, bro. Like, it's our city. We've done this four times now. <laughs> I get it, man. Like, it's going to work out. Vince breaks the news. He's like, we got the money. We're making Medellin. And Turtle screams out into the courtyard. Vinny Chase is back, baby. We got the money. We're making Medellin. For real this time? For real. Vinny <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chase is back, baby! Was he gone? Like, did he, like, he was literally an Aquaman eight episodes ago. <laughs> Aquaman had just had just crushed the eight-legged bug. Like it yeah. was it's the highest grossing movie of all time. Like, he's back, baby. <laughs> Let's go. This city's ours. One more freaking time. We're gonna light this place up. You're like, what? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? He just did a James Cameron movie, bro. Like, it it make more sense if I was with my friends and I was like, yo, I just landed a Netflix show, and they're like, yo, Billy Bree's back, baby. He's here. <laughs> So every week, Billy, we talk about bros being bros moments. And now this podcast is sponsored by BroBible.com. You've done some work with us in the past. This isn't really the like standard definition of bro. I'm just kind of referring to moments of male camaraderie. And boy, does this episode have some moments. Start me off with one. Uh, I would say I, there's, I mean, there's so many throughout the episode, but I, the one that resonated with me the most is when they say goodbye to the house. Hey, guys. The house. Get over here. Say goodbye. Goodbye, right. house. Summer days been walking around. Oh yeah, I 
I like that a lot. In the very beginning, because I I think every single person that's ever lived with people in college, it, like off campus or something in a house or, with, or a fraternity house or uh, a sports house or whatever, like when you move out, you say goodbye to your house. And yeah. I remember like so vividly, I lived, it was me and three other guys. So there was four of us in our senior house. And when we moved out, we graduated and it was time to go. It was like this red brick house in Richmond, Virginia. Shout out the spiders. That's where I went to school. We all sat there and, you know, cracked open a, uh, I think it was, I want to say a six pack, but I know we're all degenerate alcoholics. So I'm sure it was a 30 rack. We just sat there and drank and said goodbye to the house, reminisce on some stories. We signed some of the bricks. I mean, we ended that's up getting cool. charged a lot, but fuck <laughs> it. But yeah, that's security deposit. But I feel like I feel like so many guys have done that, like just saying goodbye to something that they spent a lot of time, made a lot of memories in. That's a ma- very male thought to be like, this house is part of the family or yeah. like one of us, kind of. You know, you shared a beer with that house, technically. Yeah, guys, I guess, are the only ones that will do that. They'll say goodbye to some piece of shit rotting from the inside <laughs> house. Girls are like, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah, but then guys will just, like, not respond to a girl for six months. <laughs> just be like, I'm like, we're good. Yeah. We're good. She's like, where were you all day? You were supposed to pick me up. We, it was our anniversary. He's like, I had to say goodbye to our house. <laughs> all right? Then can't you understand the dilemma here? Can't yeah. you understand where I was at? I'm not living in this fraternity house anymore. Stop being so selfish. <laughs> Dude, it, on, it's, it was corny, but it made me smile because I was like, yes, absolutely. That's what you do. It made sense to me in a weird way. I, I thought, yeah, I thought it was awesome. I, I, I actually yeah. like it was very corny, but I had done it. And, and maybe yeah. I'm just a dramatic cornball. But so mine is so they like make a big point of like, ooh, he's letting down Sloan and she's slowly not OK with it. But it's more like. I enjoyed watching Drama Turtle and Vince get really uncomfortable while Sloane and E were like, Oh, baby, are you sure you should talk? Doing that like weird couple talk the couples do. He wants us at his office now. Let's go. Right now? Now. No, go, baby. It's fine. You sure? Yeah, of course I am. This is huge. Okay. I'll make it up to you tonight with a nice dinner, okay? I liked drama just like reacting afterwards and being like did you see the look on sloan's face when he had to cancel their special lunch it was fucking hysterical like that's what you do in those situations you give your buddy a hard time about being like in a relationship even if you're all in relationships yeah but like i'm so glad you brought it up because that part drives me bananas it drives me fucking crazy sloan is one of the hottest chicks maybe (laughs) on the planet yeah. Like, I, and and these are like Turtle, who could arguably still be a virgin in the show at that point if it wasn't for yep. Vince. Drama, who's a fifty-year-old man. You know, he's closer to senior citizenship than he is to finding a girlfriend. <laughs> and Vinny, who just obviously is not going to settle down because he's Vinny Chase. He can, you know, he sure. can fuck anybody he wants. Like them, them judging E for taking this time and landing a just a hard tent, like a hard tent. She is yeah. so attractive. She's got a great head on her shoulders. Her dad comes from some ca- some capital. You know what I mean? She's yeah. fucking. She's low. She's she's got it all. I would if my buddy was 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 with a girl like that. I would one. I'd give him shit, but it would just be out of just jealousy, just like a yeah. burning jealousy inside of me. Yeah, that that might be it. I don't think any of those three guys are jealous of him. I just think there's this weird like they have this weird detachment disorder with each other where like they can't stand to be apart for any part of any episode of Entourage. Yeah, they they yeah, they like they can't they like can't face life without all four of them. Yeah. I want to talk about Sloan, but I'm gonna save it for another category. Um 
last bros being bros moment, I think I think you'll identify with this a little bit as like I did. So they did the check from Nicky Rubenstein, and they're just kind of staring at each other. And E's like, did he sign it? And Vince goes, yep, $30 million. And E goes, did this just fucking happen? And Vince goes, Saki bombs. <laughs> it's like a commercial. <laughs> that should be a Saki bomb commercial. That should be a commercial for like, for Benihana or, so, or, or yeah. like some place where you can like eat sushi and do Saki. Cause that you're a hundred percent right. That's, Incredible. What a way to celebrate raising $30 million. By doing essentially nothing, just asking nicely. <laughs> yeah. Like, can we get, like, did we actually just get that? Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Saki bombs. There's only one thing we can do here. Saki bomb. Did he sign it? Yeah. $30 million. Make it out to cash? I'll check. All right. <laughs> did this just fucking happen? It just, it fucking happened. Saki bombs. Saki bombs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. top, baby. <laughs> really quick uh, you'll appreciate this so I, I saw some behind the scenes feature right about this episode a long time ago so i'm sure someone listening has seen it more recently than me but they filmed this scene in the dark i think you know i don't know what restaurant that was supposed to be in la but they filmed that scene at like 6 a.m so like you're just picturing these dudes and they're so tired you know piven's probably like had one too many the night before and like they're just like I, i'm just picturing like how hard that must be as an actor to pretend like you've been like at a dinner and you really just rolled out of bed. Talk, can you talk to me a little bit about that? What's that like getting in that mindset of like, I'm in a completely different time of day. Yeah. Uh, well, normally like the 6 a.m.ers, you have to be on set at like four for makeup and costume yep. or, or even three. So some guys will just like pop an Adderall or drink a fuckload of coffee <laughs> and just keep it moving. Um, yeah, that, that made sense. And I mean, now that you say that was, I didn't know they shot that at six, but that, that moment when uh, Rubenstein sits back, he just goes, fuck it, <laughs> writes the 30 minutes. Yep. I'm sure that was as real emotion as you could possibly get. <laughs> I'm sure it was just like, fuck it, I'm so done with this scene. But yeah, I mean, when I was on, not, not to toot my own horn, but when I was on Green no, Book, that little movie yeah. that won the Oscar, ha ha ha. Uh, <laughs> Have you heard of it? That rain scene that we were in, it was supposed to be a night scene when I pull up on the on Vigo and Mahershala and arrest them in the in the middle of a... Uh, Georgia in in the middle of pouring rainstorm that was in uh, Amit city, Louisiana at four in the morning and it was snowing earlier in the day. What? Yeah, it was, it had (laughs) snowed like three inches earlier in the day. So they had to clear all the snow out so you couldn't see it on camera. And then they had this massive rain machine that was pumping out, that was creating our own rainstorm. And it was, uh, but it was so fucking cold. It felt like hail. And it was, uh, and the water, they didn't even heat the water. So water was so cold. That was my question. Like, do they ever heat the water in those rain scenes? They have to for some movies. I, I mean, maybe for Leo or like Brad Pitt, <laughs> I can tell you, I can tell you for Billy Breed, they were like, fuck you. You can freeze. The only good, yeah. The only good news is, is it, and you have to shoot the thing. We shot that maybe 30 times. I mean, we started shooting that at like three or four in the morning and we wrapped it six seven o'clock in the morning when it was doing the light was just coming up. So it was like four hours. We shot that and it was probably, I don't know, a minute scene in the movie, yeah. minute, 90 seconds, yeah. something like that. So yeah. And you got to shoot it 40 fucking times, you know? So I'm getting wetter and wetter and wetter and wetter and more cold. The only good news is after it all, you have like five to 10 people running up to you and, and like asking if you're okay and making sure yeah. grabbing you food and coffee putting blankets on you and towels and so you feel like the you know king henry the eighth like you just feel like you are the king of the castle but yeah i I mean 
even that little dinner scene, I'm sure they shot that from about six to eight or nine in the morning, just a hundred fucking times. Yeah, I think they bang out an episode a week, so you got to think if there was like a total of like you know fifteen scenes in this episode or twelve scenes, they're probably doing two three scenes a day. Yeah, they're probably shooting. I mean, they're they're doing they're probably shooting what twenty five pages and they're doing it in a week. So if they do it yeah. in seven days at twenty five pages, it's what three and a half pages a day. And you're shooting twelve hour days, so that's about four hours a page, three and a half hours a page. I mean, that's that that scene was probably a page, so that's probably three and a half hours. I mean, that's a long, that's a lot. And for listeners who might not be familiar, what page he's referring to are pages of a script, and a page usually equates to about a minute of on screen dialogue and or action. Yeah. So yeah, sorry, I should have um, I should have uh, clarified no, that. All that dude. So what was um? Let's get back to the episode. What was your least favorite moment from this week's episode? My least favorite moment. Uh oh, it. I, well, you just said it's your favorite bros being bros moment, but I would just, I went on a little rant. Uh, it, it's it them breaking E's balls for moving him to Sloan. Again, like yeah. Sloan is just an absolute rocket. And I, I, I just think you need to hang on to something like that. Not necessarily move in, but I mean, if the option's there, why, why wouldn't you want to wake up next to that? I mean, that's, she's an absolute rocket ship. Uh, but my other one, which we kind of really talked about was just like Vinny Chase's mentality and behavior. Like I, I <laughs> as an actor and, uh, a mentally unstable human being. I just can't. He his like even keeled like coolness drives me crazy because like yeah. there's so many ups and downs. I mean, fuck. I had an audition for Chicago PD earlier in the week and I didn't get that. And fuck that shit. <laughs> but yeah. but you're like, you, yeah. you get so hopeful and then it gets taken away and then you get so hopeful and then it gets taken away and then. Even when you're on set and you're shooting things, you're all jacked up, but things are changing and moving all the time. It's a lot of like trying to be like rubber. And uh, and I'm, I, I guess like now that I'm saying it, his mentality is probably the best way to survive in this business. But it's super unrealistic. You just go crazy. It's unrealistic. Yeah, it just it feels so unrealistic. Like Billy Walsh is way more how people are. You're just like, yeah. fuck, no, my whole life is ruined. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm going to shoot the whole fucking thing in Spanish. I love Final Cut. Go yeah. fuck yourself. Like it's uh, – that whole even keel thing, it just I, I just can't I, I just I, I can't wrap my head around it because I'm so far removed from it. It's also a common criticism of both the show and the character. Um we'll just kind of leave it at that. My so my least favorite moment is kind of the way Sloan is utilized in this episode. She immediately becomes like this clingy girlfriend who's like, What are we? Don't make me promises. What the hell are we doing with us? What the hell are we doing? About what? About us. About us? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow what? Oh, the guy said you were going to give me a hard time about staying here. <laughs> oh, so now I'm that girl. I don't know. Are you? All right, you know what? I'm not going to fight with you. All right, you've had a stressful day with the movie stuff and the move, so let's just talk oh, tomorrow. I'm sorry. You're upset. I want to talk now. Okay. What is your plan? If you go and shoot this movie for six months, I want to know what me and all these boxes are waiting for. Can I be honest? Yeah. I've been so caught up trying to put this movie together. I haven't really thought about it. Okay, I understand. Can I be honest? Yeah. You really need to. Up until this point, Billy, she'd be in, like, every three episodes, and she'd just, like, show up at a party, show up at a bar, look fucking amazing, and just be, like, the coolest, most down-to-earth chick 
around the planet. Very clearly a character written by a bunch of guys. Yeah, yeah she's a rocket. By the way, she's a rocket. She can act any way she wants. <laughs> Absolutely. But it was just weird to me that all of a sudden in this episode, she's like, well, what are we? What is it? It was like, well, this is a lot of character for what we've like come to expect from Sloan. And it was just supposed to be this weird moment of tension that like wasn't very believable to me. To well, be she, she gets villainized so quickly. So quickly. Like she's like the cool girl, cool girl. And then, and then they have to use her as like the villain in this, in this episode. But to the writer's credit. Maybe, maybe she was just playing like I'm the quote unquote cool girl and waiting for yep. her moment, oh, yeah. and her moment came. Like he did move his boxes into her house. I mean, I've known I've known some girls to to start jumping to conclusions when something like that happens. I mean, fuck, they they kind of have to. The guy's moving in. Completely agree. It's not outside the realm of possibility for her to be like, okay, so this is getting serious, and then he's like, well, I'm gonna cancel three dinners on you, then go to Columbia for six months, and she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just think just them kind of having it pop up for you know two or three scenes here at the end of this very long season was a little much That's i think all. it was a little much also like like when she's getting mad at him like when they have the fight she's like don't make promises you can't keep she's unpacking his shit <laughs> like she's yeah. like moving his stuff into the house and then being like hey like you know don't make." also he's the one that overreacts she like made like some like short little comment and he could have been like all right i won't you're right i'm really busy right now but he was like, oh, no, yeah. you're mad. Uh, what's going on? Well, that's E for you. Um, what was your favorite line or quote from this episode? Oh, it's it's every almost everything drama says at all times. <laughs> but uh, it has to be in the beginning when, when they're talking about Vince turning down the uh, $60 million. Uh, Yep. And he says, well, you should have at least considered it, bro. I know I did when I was similarly propositioned. Someone offered you money to fuck drama? Yeah, that's right, hater. Viking Quest Convention 99. A guy from Orlando offered me 50 bucks to photograph me banging his wife while wearing my Tarvold costume. Jesus Christ, what'd you say? I said no. What the fuck you think I said? <laughs> I love how he his like he always dates his specific moments. Yep. He's like, oh my God, dude. Like th- I think in one of the episodes he's like, this is back like when I was on Melrose Place in 86, man. Like this, like <laughs> he his knowledge, uh, like the specificity of the of his, the knowledge of his career, is so incredible. Uh, it like makes the character like I, I have an elephant brain. Ken, do you remember that line? Yeah, it's like, he, but it's only for his career, which is so yep. amazing. Like, and not not only remember, like he remembers like the specific year, the the place they were in Orlando, the amount of money. Like, it's so awesome. And then. The other line he says is uh, when he says, let's go get lunch. And Turtle goes, fuck that. Are you buying? And he goes, yeah, sure, but no appies. He's not the only one watching his budget. Yeah, we'll see you guys later. See ya. No $12 appies, Turtle. That's right. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 yeah. He, actually, at this time when this was made, there were like probably $6 or $8 appies. And he's like, fuck That's it. True. Like, I'm, I'm done. I'm not doing it. I'm about to write a $1.3 million check or a percentage of that for a fucking overpriced. Yeah, yeah for a condo. Like, fuck that. Yeah. I love that. I have a Billy Walsh line uh, that I just fucking love. He has some great lines. Um, Those are always classic. So it's... Give me the script, so... I need an hour. Yvette, give me a fluffer in the green room. I got reading to do. So, like, dramatic about it. And, like, so, he's like such a showman. It's it's fantastic. I love it. Well, well, bro, it, 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 when he says, give me a fluffer, is he just getting head yeah. as he reads yeah. the script? 
Okay, I, that's what I thought too. My question is, how the fuck do you focus on a script when you're getting a blowjob? Maybe job? that's Billy Walsh's process, man. Dude, that, that's insanity, <laughs> man. Like, that isn't... I couldn't retain anything when that was happening. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, that is fucking crazy that he's able to do that. I just, I love that. That's so funny. He's iconic. Iconic character. Hey, guys, I wanted to quickly talk to you about CBD.com. One of the biggest problems I've come across when trying to track down CBD is that the industry is largely unregulated, and as a result, you never really know what you're going to get. As a result, CBD.com, which is basically the Amazon of CBD, has taken extra precautions to make sure all of the products meet federal guidelines. This means the only anxiety you'll have to deal with is the existential dread you wake up with every morning. And good news, CBD can help take care of that too. So check out the products at CBD.com. That's spelled C-B-D-E-E.com. And now, back to Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, The Entourage Podcast. Kind of a new category this season. Every episode, their guys are giving each other shit, calling each other names. What was the best burn this week? Well, it's not a specific line of a burn, but it's it's got to be Vince turning down $60 million to fuck the Sheik's <laughs> wife right off the jump. Yeah. The first scene. Yeah. $60 million bucks just to have sex with her. Come on, Vince. You could have done it. You've done worse. Worse? What are you talking about? He was ready to do it for free. You sound like you think I should have done it. $60 million? <laughs> I would sleep with anybody on the planet yeah. for $60 million. Yeah. yeah. And he turns down this like very hot woman's wife. Now, granted that he turns her down the last episode, but they're still talking about it in, in, in the beginning of this episode. And I just I, that has to be the biggest burn. I mean, he just fucking he, he turned sixty million dollars, <laughs> sixty million. She offered him to just sleep with her, and he said no. I mean, what that does for your self confidence and your self esteem? I, I can't imagine what she's like now. She's like. 60 million and he wouldn't and he wouldn't do it for that she's just like fuck i am so disgusting and ugly i can't do anything now and he sleeps with every other thing with two legs except for her yeah and, uh, but by the way every week she's reading in people magazine that he's banged another girl and she's like i offered this fucker 60 million dollars and he wouldn't bang me like this is so fucked and imagine what she thinks five years from now yep. when she reads that he's dating a porn star. I, that's true. I didn't even think about that. She is hanging from a ceiling fan <laughs> at the end of this. I, 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 that should have been the spinoff. Yeah. They should have done Entourage 2 and they should have just done what happened to the Sheik's wife <laughs> after Vince turned down a $60 million fuck offer. The Nita Marks diaries. It's like, you know, her like writing in her diary every week. She goes more and more crazy. She ends up murdering her husband. <laughs> yeah, she just, she goes bananas. I mean, she must go bananas he uh, the husband can't please her anymore he's getting her jewelry and boats and yachts and she's like fuck it there's no amount of money that's gonna help me anymore it's 60 million and, it, and i couldn't get vince to fuck me that's it man that's it i liked uh i like billy calling uh nick you trust fun baby like to oh, his yeah. face and then like repeating it to his face just the balls on the guy fucking it's fantastic he uh, he has no respect for suits, which <laughs> yeah, is just all. so incredible. Yeah. What do you know about it, mini producer? He's like, suit, junior suit, shut up. Let the creatives talk. <laughs> Dude, he reminds me of uh, of Shia LaBeouf. A little bit. Like, I just think Shia LaBeouf is the same way. I think he is just, I think he just fucking hates suits. <laughs> and I, I actually know that because I got into a run-in with him where he almost beat the shit out of me uh, at well, a gas station. Now you got to tell that story. Well, I, I don't want to – I'll go quickly because I don't want to take away from the episode. But I was going to a charity event, so I was in a suit already and like had combed hair and was – and I had to stop by this uh, gas station, random gas station in LA to pick up a thing of deodorant because I forgot to put on deodorant <laughs> like an idiot. 
So I, I as I was parked, this uh, this car came like at sixty miles an hour, came in like turn, hit the hit the uh, corner, kind of went up on its axis, and then came like almost hit my car and slams on the brakes. So I snap around, ready to curse at somebody, and Shia LaBeouf gets out of the car, and I was like, oh fuck. And Shia is not to be trifled with. I mean, he's no. like a good, he's a good six one, and I'm telling you, he's like two fifteen. He's ripped. Yeah, he's he's stocky, like stocky in a tall way, if that made sense. Dude, I I, I saw him. I thought he was getting ready to play like a UFC fighter. I mean, wow. this fucker was was big. Anyways, we go into the we go into the gas station. I run to go get a, a, a deodorant. I put it on the counter. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna grab a water too. He's going to get a coffee. It's like eleven. It's like it's like nine thirty at night, and he's getting a coffee. It's like yep. a double espresso. I'm like, okay, this guy's already out of his mind. And so he comes in to go into line. I'm coming up behind him. I go, yo, you can go in front, even though my stuff was on the counter. He looks at me. He goes, yeah, I know. I'm like, okay, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh shit. Now I'm standing behind him in the counter, and I remember from some interview I watched a couple years back that he liked red cigarettes. So I try to be cool as shit. And I'm like, yo, I'll get a pack of the reds too, by the way. He like turns and looks at me like this fucking poser. <laughs> anyway, anyways, he pays, I pay. I go outside to try and get out, but he's blocking me in, and there's a car in front of me. Now he's not in front of any gas tank. He's just like parked blocking me in. And he's taking photos with these guys that recognize that it's him. So then I, I shout out quickly like, hey, man, are you going to move your car? Because I'm already a little late to the charity event. He turns and looks at me. He's like, what the fuck did you say to me? Now, yeah. I'm, now I'm pissed off because I'm like, yeah. you know what? You're not the craziest motherfucker here. So, you know, like if you want to toe-to-toe, let's do it. So I go, are you going to move your fucking car, bro? And he, and he looks at me and he gets in his car and he sends another text. And then he stares at me, puts his window down. and doesn't break eye contact with me as he drives in reverse into, into Sunset Boulevard, which is like the busiest street in L.A., drives straight onto the street and drives away. I was like, Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Which is a very Billy Walsh thing is what I thought. Yeah. He also uh, – Shia also drives a uh, 2012 Dodge minivan, which is – no, he doesn't. Yeah, I swear to God. And if in a, if if in any city you're gonna overpay for your car, it's L.A. because all you do is spend time in your car, and everyone yeah. overextends themselves on buying cars. When you're worth a hundred million and you're buying and you're driving around a car that is probably worth ten grand, maybe less, a, a 2012 Dodge Minivan, you don't give a fuck about anything. That's like a whole new level of I don't give a fuck. He doesn't. I kinda, give. I kind of love it. I I respect the shit out of it. I'm obsessed <laughs> with Shy. I, I kind of wanted to get hit in the face just for the story, but. Yeah. It's a very Billy Walsh thing. That's why he reminds me of him. Dude, that would have, I mean, part of you wishes he hit you in the face, right? Like, it's like. Part of me wishes, yeah. I mean, it's it's like a couple seconds of pain, maybe sure. a hospital run, but and I got insurance. a story for the rest of your life. I'm a SAG member. I have insurance. I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, it's sad on sad crime. Yeah, I got it. Sag on sag, baby. <laughs> music. We've had a bad run of episodes with music lately, but I think it comes back this episode. There's some pretty decent ones uh, this week. We have a Spotify playlist in the show notes of today's episodes. If you guys haven't yet, subscribe to that playlist. It's where all of our favorite songs are uh, compiled. Any songs jump out at you, Billy? I really like the song when they're driving away from the house, but I have yeah. to say my favorite song is the end credits Hotel California cover that they do with that like uh, kind of mariachi band. To Medellin, baby. Por Medellin, por amistad y por muchos, por muchos colombianos. To Medellin, por el camino del desierto, el viento me despeina, suave aroma de colita. Yeah, by the Gypsy Kings, it's fantastic. That, that's my my favorite one as well. I thought that was so 
Awesome. I also love the Eagles, and I love that song, Hotel California, and I just thought it was such a good way to end the episode. I thought it was a hundred percent. The song when they're driving away from the house is Los Angeles by the Rosewood Thieves. Bro, I follow the Spotify playlist. I'm, I told you this before, and I'm a fan, and I'm on the show, okay? <laughs> uh, this is a two-headed monster. Here's the problem, is I have so many fans of this pod who are begging me to be on the show that they're going to go, we had that one guy on, he was a fan, and I'm going to be like, yeah, but he's like a working actor and comedian, and that's also why I wanted him on. Like, all, you, all you have to say when they say that is, have you worked with Mahershala Ali and Viggo Warren? Yeah, there you go. And they, say, exactly and they say. say no, and you go, then fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to start doing that. All right. Episode aired in 2007. What? This is a couple questions in one, a couple categories in one. So, like, what was outdated about this episode and or how would it be different in 2019? Uh, well, how it was outdated, I, the two things that came to mind was the Stefan Marbury jersey that they, yep. that, that uh, E had framed when Sloan was unpacking his bags. Like, I don't think anyone has a Stefan Marbury jersey. Hang. I'm from New York. I'm a huge Knicks fan, even though they suck. But I don't think anyone's putting Stefan on the wall. You're putting Patrick Ewing. You're putting John Starks. You're, maybe some people still have Chris Depp's Porzingis. But fuck him. Uh, and then the other one that I thought was outdated was drama deciding he's going to spend $1,000 a month on rent. <laughs> and that's, he's on a fucking TV show. like A network show, too. Uh, he's on a network <laughs> CBS show. And he's spending $1,000 a month. And he's looking for a two-bedroom. Yeah, I, I live in a one-bedroom by myself. And I pay more than 1000 a month in rent. That's impossible to find in L.A. now. Yeah. Originally, he's looking at an $800 a month studio, that first shithole that he looks at with Turtle. In West Hollywood. And she and, and, the, <laughs> and then he looks at the, the one, the, the, the $1,000 one after he sees the, the, the condo, and that's a two-bedroom. It's walking distance to all the nice shops. It's got a fucking balcony. If you can see <laughs> it, there's a porch right when you walk yeah, in, right too. off the living room. That is insane. Like, I hate it. $3,000 a month apartment, easy. And he's like, fuck this place. <laughs> oh man this this is a these are all california real estate jokes but the two-bedroom condo with the viking kitchen is only 1.4 million dollars i live in a one-bedroom one bath in san francisco the unit above me just sold for 1.1 million dollars so just add another bedroom and apparently it's only a couple hundred grand more. Yeah, yeah and it's all redone by the by the latest yeah. iron chef contestant Jesus. fuck you and all the natural light and views that thing's a $5 million apartment. 100%. That's just, I mean, that's fucking time, though. That's inflation. That's real estate. That's that's an easy one. So I want to talk, how would the actual plot be different? I'm going to start off. So if they can't get the money for this movie, in 2019, Vinny Chase, like, crowdsources this movie, right? A Kickstarter? <laughs> yeah, Kickstarter tries to get, like, a bunch of, like, Spanish investors or something, like, appeal to his Spanish fan base. They want to see the Pablo Escobar movie starring Vinny Chase. Well, the, the the other thing that would be different is this: he's the biggest movie star in the world. <laughs> he just made a movie that that made the most money ever. Everyone's coming to the table with him. Everybody. I I don't think it would be very difficult for them to raise thirty million or yeah, sixty five million. Yeah. Like films nowadays, the, the Avengers films are made for a hundred and eighty million, two hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah, but that's not Median. That's not, you know, this R-rated Spanish speaking. By the way, that's another thing I wanted to point out. Like, the mic drop of, like, oh, my God, he wants to shoot this whole thing in Spanish. Like, yeah, of course he wants to shoot it in Spanish. It's, like, takes place in Colombia and stars people who speak Spanish. Like, 
people would be kind of weirded out in 2019 if it was just all English-speaking actors in Colombia. By the way, Billy Walsh is a fuck. He's he is so ahead of his time. He's a prophet. They made Narcos. They made yep. the Netflix made the Pablo Escobar story, and it was all in Spanish. I, I Billy Walsh had that original idea. I wonder if Netflix watched this episode and were like, "Oh fuck, that's exactly what we need to do." <laughs> Well, Entourage predicted a lot. We've talked about that before. Aquaman, the Ferrari movie, dude, it, the whole thing. Hollywood has been shaped by Doug Allen and the writing staff. I wonder if they get pieces of that, if they get that, if they get some back-end action for inspiring all these different stories. <laughs> I doubt it. Every week, Billy, I do like a Faces in the Crowd Award, just kind of pointing out someone who shows up in the episode. Maybe you've seen him or her before. Do you want the porn star or the realtor? <laughs> okay. I, I had this question. The realtor. Is yeah. is she the uh, overweight friend of yep. uh, when Johnny and, Dr- and Turtle are in of, of Lisa Rinna, famous? She's like a housewife of yeah. uh, Beverly Hills. Yeah, and that's, I fucking wife. knew it, man! I yeah, knew it when I saw back. her walk in. I was like, "Oh my god, that's the girl that gives the best rim jobs," uh, you know, west of the Mississippi. Yeah, her name's Colleen Camp. They liked her so much, they brought her back for the role of turtle uh drama's old flings friend wow they should have they should have mentioned that in the show they should have just tipped a cap to it like wait didn't we meet yeah. you before in a hot tub <laughs> yeah that's weird hey didn't didn't we meet you last season well the well so the hot tub episode the hot, hot tub episodes in a couple seasons so it'd be in a couple seasons them going didn't you show us an apartment once <laughs> that was that, then they should have done that they should have tipped a cap to that like we've definitely met you showed me a, a two-bedroom that was wildly underpriced. This is a unit right here. It's so spacious and lovely. I'm sure it is. Huh. That's not bad. Eden kitchen, two bedrooms, two baths, walking distance from all the major shops. What do you think? I hate it. Drama, come on. This is a nice place in a nice area, and it's not that expensive. All right, what's the problem? The problem is I want that condo. Do you want to know something wild? Her IMDb goes back to 1973. She's had three credited roles to her name per year since then. Dude, she's got over 150 credits. So, by the way, you should have her on the podcast because she's a working actor. <laughs> yeah, I should. She is. That's a grinder. Yeah, just ma- just just doing it, man. And never quitting. you got to respect that because they're small roles. She was in Die Hard with a Vengeance, Wayne's World, Clue, uh, dude, she's not a fucking filmography. These are all really small parts, but like, it's paying the she's bills. She's a chameleon. Yeah, she's dude. a fucking chameleon. She can play a real estate agent. She can play a, a kind of slutty milf. Yep. She can play a diehard victim. I mean, come on, it's beautiful. Give her the respect she deserves. Put some I, this woman on is a Colleen Camp's name. Colleen. Colleen Camp. Fucking hell yeah! I hope I meet her one day. She is a she's a working actress. Fantastic. Um, every week we give a sits man award. Someone comes off the bench, just, you know, makes use of their minutes. What do you think? Is it Billy Walsh or is it Shauna? Oh, I mean, I, I think Billy steals the scene every time he's in it. Yeah. And the fact that he's making pornos is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and, you got no he, idea what my fucking alley is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got, so you got no fucking idea what my alley is. Uh, Shauna's incredible, especially when she drops off her, her, <laughs> I, when she drops off her daughter to the nanny, I just I always love to think about like that actress, like who's playing the nanny. She's so excited. She's on. She's gonna be on Entourage, yeah. and all she gets is Shauna being like, 
like no fucking sugar for her. She's yep. like, she needs, I, I don't want to be up all fucking night. And the girl just smiles and nods and then she moves on. Yeah. It's just so great. She thought she maybe, Oh, I'm going to be like one of Vince's girlfriends. Nope. <laughs> yeah. She's like, fuck. I mean, I like, this is going to be my break. And it's just like, nah, you're just going to get cursed at. So what's up? I'm trying to find out if you're actually renting an $800 a month studio. It's a loft. How'd you know? Because us weekly just called. Apparently a new landlord likes to talk. Sweet. Do they want to do a photo shoot over there? No one's photographing anything, drama. I told him it wasn't true. Why? Because Vince and Chase's brother cannot be living like a transient crack whore. Not while Vince doesn't have a job. Now you're on a network fucking show. Wake up, get a life, and get a place with at least two toilets. If not for you, for Vince, so that this town doesn't get the impression that he sold his house because he's broke, even if he is. Will you do that for Vince, drama? Yeah, of course I will. Great. There's an apartment at 8812 Burton Way I just looked at with a client. It'd be perfect for you. Great area, reasonably priced. What's reasonable? Goodbye, drama. Make sure she doesn't take a nap. I don't want to be up all fucking night, all right? But I think the six man has to go to Nikki Rubenstein. That's actually true. He's good. Oh, he's 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 incredible in it. And when he's in Ari's office and he's going on and on about how you know he always looks at me like I'm a prick, but and then he says uh, he has the great line with the girl he's dating. He goes, "Fuck it, I made so, I have so much money now, I could just sit back and fuck models for the rest of my life." And she goes, "I'm actually a singer." And he goes, "I was just proving a point." Yeah, <laughs> I just. He's so funny in it, and I love that actor. He's great in a lot of stuff. Dude, I, we talked about him a couple episodes ago when he first showed up, but like his filmography, it's not huge, but the movies he's in are like some of the top 50 movies of all time. Saving Private Ryan, Days and Confused, Zodiac, like, fantastic. Adam Goldberg is incredible. He's incredible, He's been and he's always a great character actor. He plays... He, I mean, he, he's, I guess he's not really a character actor. He kind of plays the same type of character every time, but he adds little pieces to it, and he really brings it to life. And when he writes the check at the end, he just says, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Fine. It's $5 million. All right. That is a lot of fucking zeros. <laughs> All right. I got to go to Genghis Khan. My girl's singing there. I'm going to need this. All right. You'll need this. Have fun. He plays that... I don't give a fuck about money, kind of douchebag, but like just filled with so much stress and Jewish guilt. It's just like, he's just like, fuck it. I just, I love him. So neurotic. And speaking of neurotic, speaking of character actors, what was your favorite Johnny drama moment from this week's episode? It has to be when he decides to buy the <laughs> condo and he says, fuck it. <laughs> we premiered in front of 16 million the first week. We're going to be the next Seinfeld. Sir, I woke up this morning with a budget mapped out in my head of $1,000 a month. Obviously, I have stepped up considerably. But there are limits, and we have reached mine. Sorry to hear that. All right, let's roll. 1.2. There is no negotiating. 1.3. Drama. Excuse me one moment. Yeah. You're the worst negotiator I've ever seen. I'm just working them in, Tom. You figured out your finances. You came up with 1.1, all right? Which is already a huge stretch. Now you're offering 1.3? You're not working anybody. Come on, get under control. You're right, you're right. Here he comes. I'm afraid that was another offer at full listing. He's bluffing. Am I? Thank you, sir. I appreciate your time. I do yours as well. 1.5. Done. Fuck it. 16 million viewers our first week. We're going to be the next Seinfeld. All right, where do I sign? I got you set up right here. But Seinfeld was doing 50 to 75 million viewers per week. <laughs> like, every episode. And he did 16 million in his first episode. He's like, we're the next Seinfeld. We're going to be fucking massive. I just, 
I love that line. It's so we're funny. An, we're an NBC like noir drama. <laughs> it's like yeah. not. It's not gonna go anywhere. It'll go somewhere, but like it's not gonna be like a takeoff type show. Well, we're a daytime television yeah. show. Like we're the next Seinfeld. It's just <laughs> such a great. It's such a great line. Such a great way for him to convince himself to get the apartment. And then the next scene is him just drinking with Turtle. Like I did it again. <laughs> I overextended myself. Fuck. <laughs> it's just so good. Yeah, my favorite moment was the proposition for sex. Viking Quest Convention Orlando 99. You already yeah. covered that. Uh, every week we talk about who won the episode. So Vince can't win. He wins every episode. Is the A-list movie star. Who won this week's episode? I think it has to be Turtle. Really? Dude, Turtle got himself a new condo and he's back on Vinny's payroll. You tell me who had a better day. And he didn't do shit. Yeah, that's actually true. He Turtle spent, could win every week. Bro, he spent, he spent the episode driving Johnny around looking for apartments. Then his friend overextends himself and buys a million five apartment, which he'll be able to chill at. They share a dog. He'll be there all the fucking time, right? He'll have half of his shit there. It's a two bedroom. Yeah. And on top of that, Vinny's making himself five million for this next Medellin movie. I mean, fuck. <laughs> That's a good deal. The argument could be made that Turtle should win every week because, he, especially in these early seasons when he's doing jack all shit, like he's doing nothing. I know. He got to eat a free lunch. No appies, though. I mean, like, he gets everything handed to he him. Got, he got, they said, they said there's no such thing as a free lunch. He got the free lunch. He yeah, took care of that. That's true. That's true. And, and, and he just dominated. You know what I mean? Like, he's just chilling. I guess I would give a runner-up nomination for E, only because he, like, convinces the money guy, recommends Billy Walsh. He kind of puts it all together. You know, he's, like, producing his first movie. Obviously, this whole thing goes down in flames, so, like, it's not really like they won. But this is probably the most hands-on E is and really the last gasp of, like, the good Eric plot lines. I don't know what you think about that, but, like... He's a, he's a good answer. I mean, there's a lot of different answers. You could argue Billy Walsh. I mean, fuck it. He just got pulled out of porn. Now he's going to be <laughs> directing a... He was, he, he was signed on for 25 porn films. Now he's directing Medi Ian with the biggest movie star in the yeah. world. And on top of that, he somehow negotiated final fucking cut. <laughs> and yeah. he's at a strip club at the end of the thing. He went from shooting porn all day to getting a $30 million movie and getting final cut to hitting the strip joint being like, fuck it. I'm, I, I, got, I, I don't have to answer to anybody now. I mean, that's a pretty good deal. By the way, who are these lawyers banging out these contracts in like six hours or whatever it is? That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, these guys don't sleep. They're, they're these they're entertainment law. They never. By the way, there's another argument to be made. Who had the best episode? You could argue the porn star that read her scene with Vinny Chase had a pretty solid episode. I never did two guys before. Well, there's a first time for everything, right? I guess. Awesome. Yeah. Ah, I bought it. Sweet. Want to run it again? Yeah. Okay. That porn star, Monique Alexander, is still working to this day. <laughs> I know all this And by the way, how about that? She was in an Entourage episode, just the actress herself. She was in an Entourage episode, and then her character got to read with the biggest movie star in the world, which many actors would, would you know, kill for, sure. get to do a scene read. And then she goes on and works, gets paid. She, I mean, that's a pretty good day at the office. She was inducted into the AVN Hall of Fame in 2017. She's a Hall of Famer. She's a Hall of Fame porn star. I gotta tell you. I mean, good for Monique. <laughs> what do you think her stepdad has to say about that? <laughs> He's like watching Entourage. He's like, God damn it, I can't even watch Entourage. <laughs> I mean, we. I, I, I always. I'm, I'm so curious about this. 
she's a Hall of Famer. I mean, that's yeah. a that's she she put her mind to something and took care of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. She she you got to respect that. You can tell people my kid's in the Hall of Fame. She, she's a Hall of Famer. I mean, fuck, that's <laughs> awesome. All right, Billy, last couple questions. Was this an A-list episode, a B-list episode, or a D-list episode? You guys just skip C-list, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 think, I think if we include C-list, and there's going to be too many, like, B-C answers. It was either great, okay, or terrible. I think it was, uh, it was B. Yeah? I would say it's a B. I mean, it's all... Pretty logistical, but there's some great moments with the characters. Anytime you have a Johnny drama kind of driven plot, which is mm-hmm. this episode's dominated by drama, you're going to laugh the whole time. So I thought it was really funny. Uh, but all they really do is get the money for Medellin. I mean, that's really all that happens in the grand scheme of things. And I mean, you get to see a lot of nudity, which is always fun. <laughs> you know, you get you love to see that when HBO, you know, HBO, they do the home yep. box office and then they they hit you with those letters, you know, the N. Yeah. yeah. The, and you see the N pop up and everyone, everybody, I remember when I was in high school and I was watching the show, that N popped up. You're like, let's go, let's go. This is going to be a good episode. Let's fucking go. And there's the difference. It would either say mild nudity or graphic nudity. And you were hoping for that graphic. Yeah. yeah, nudity. yeah. You, you were, you were like, you'd see the N and then you'd be like, okay, come on now. Say right graphic. <laughs> come on now. Don't fuck with us. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm doing a I'm doing a minus episode only because and this is a longevity. Bro, thing. You told Last me it could be an A, a B, or a D, <laughs> and then you throw a minus. Go f- fuck you! I thought hey, I thought you were listening to this podcast. We do a minuses, B pluses. I should probably like prompt that. Like, oh, by the way, you can do pluses and minuses. Yeah, you like, should definitely prompt that, dude. <laughs> I I would have given it a B plus. Fuck. <laughs> Don't worry. As you know, the power of editing, but I'm still not going to edit it out. <laughs> um, A minus. Yeah, only because last week's episode was terrible. I had a great guest on. Me and him kind of had fun with it. But last week's episode is the Prince's Bride where drama's trying to get on a rush hour three. Yeah. And he's kind of an asshole the whole time. And it just it doesn't really work as an episode. So this was nice to end the season on like an upswing. And it's got Brett Ratner in it, which is always that's, yes. that's tough TV now. It's tough TV now. And I don't know, at the time, I'm trying to think back, 2007, you didn't know where the show was going, and you were, you'd heard about Medellin nonstop for fucking two years. So they finally are going to make Medellin next season, and it kind of pumped you up. It, it ended on a high note. I'm dimming it an A-. minus. I, I, yeah, I'll give you an A-. minus. I just feel bad. Like, remember when Medellin came up in the show, and they had Paul Haggis directing it? And it was like, damn, this is going to be a really good fucking movie. And now, and now they settle with Billy Walsh. Not that, not that you know, Queens Boulevard was a good film, but Paul Haggis is a legend. What are you gonna do? Absolutely. And like, you don't know it until you know we're watching this fifteen years later, or whatever it is, twelve years later. Like you're looking at it, and you're like, wow, this movie's under budgeted, has like a rookie director, and has a producer who's never produced anything before. Like, you sh- the writing's on the wall. That this thing's gonna be kind of a disaster. But you just you hope so hard for these guys to succeed because as we know <laughs> they've struggled so mightily throughout the yeah the yeah show. they really they really had a tough run of it <laughs> billy this is a question i asked all my new guests i'm really looking forward to asking you because you're the closest to certain characters in the show but who are you in your own real life entourage i mean i wish i was Vinny chase but <laughs> i know that's not true which is just so sad to admit to myself. Dude, you were in an Academy Award winning film. Yeah, what are you I'm not Vinny. I just don't even have the demeanor of Vinny. And I don't have the the looks like Vinny. I, I, I don't have 
what what's the what's the singer the virgin uh what's her name madonna no oh, no in the show the, the oh uh justine chapin josephine chapin when she sees vinny she goes wow you're looking really good too and like stroking his arm that never fucking happens to me i don't <laughs> i don't get that shit you know i don't i'm not in a mentos commercial and have the biggest agent in hollywood <laughs> pull me out and say you're the guy that's not me i'm more of a billy walsh i'm I'm the guy celebrating Final Cut at the strip club by myself, telling everyone to go fuck themselves. I kind of love that. Yeah, I, I, I've always I, I relate more to Billy Walsh. I'm the guy who, with like holding the the movie that we just made like behind a locked door with a gun, telling no one to fucking come <laughs> in the room. You know, that's that's more my scene. Billy, you are Billy. I love it. It's it's great. No one's ever said they're Billy Walsh before in the entirety of the show. Forty three episodes. What does so everyone normally say? A lot of combinations of E, a lot of dramas. If someone's like, you know, a comedian or, you know, a bit of, I don't have, I've never had has-beens on the show, but people who may think that they're like, like career has, you know, plateaued or something, they'll say drama. Um, one guy said Vince and, uh, you never interviewed him again. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting. You know who it was? It was, uh, Adam Ray, the comedian who's like, can't use, he's like he's a big shot and he's like to my friends back home i'm vince because i can get them things and i was like all right that that makes sense in that context but that's takes a lot of balls to say that you're vince <laughs> <laughs> that that is a that is a uh that that takes some big brass fucking balls yeah. to sit there and look in yeah. the mirror and be like i'm fucking vince dude i'm vince. <laughs> there's so much that comes with Vinny. there's an episode where he goes book shopping and ends up fucking a married woman <laughs> <laughs> that's never happened to me. I mean, that's not that's not real. That's Leo shit. That's Brad Pitt. Yeah, I think that's what he's supposed to be at this point I, in the show. I, I'm um, just saying, I know what he's supposed to be. That's just not it's me. Just, it's a little, it's a tad unrealistic. Let's be honest. Uh, well, Billy, this was the best way to end season three, in my opinion. It was a long haul, twenty plus episodes, but this was fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. Did you have fun? I had a great time, man. I had it's always fun to rewatch Entourage, especially for me. You get to you get to start dreaming that that's going to be your life one more time. <laughs> Are you gonna keep watching the show from this point on, like from yeah, season, gonna, to start I'm, season I, four? It, at it's nine forty five right now. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shower, crawl into bed, and probably just crush season four until I fall asleep. I fucking love it. Where can the listeners of OEF follow you, find you, see you, listen to you? Uh, follow me at uh, 20-something comedy, 20-something comedy at Instagram or the Billy Kane. Uh, those are two Instagrams. Uh, I'm also on Twitter, also at the Billy Kane or 20-something comedy. And I, yeah, that's how you can find me. <laughs> you know that's that's where i am Dude, and you're on a show coming out oh yeah fuck it i got a i got a few things coming out uh i got a movie with fred armison coming out called too late um it's a comedy where i get eaten by his, or i don't i guess that's a spoiler alert so <laughs> I, won't, I won't finish that thought but uh that comes out uh in like six months uh comic-con in this summer comic-con in june uh, the Netflix show The Liberator comes out starring Billy Breed, which is always a good time. Yeah. Um, and I got an independent film. If you're going to be at the independent film festivals uh, coming out called Into the Honeycomb. So if you're at Sundance, we'll be there. Probably not on the phone with Jimmy Cameron talking about <laughs> Aquaman, but we'll be there. Um, 
So yeah, man, give me a follow, give me a shout. Also, my cell phone number is two zero three. I'm kidding. <laughs> Dude, this has been a blast. Let's connect next time I'm in LA. Let's do this in person for another episode later down the line. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. Just let me know. That'd be terrific. Have a great rest of your week, and I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, you too.